As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, vibes are right, ambiance is right. This is a bottle of Los Conejos Malditos, 2018. It's a Tempranillo, Spanish wine, red. This was an engagement gift from our dear friends, Elsie and Nick. Thank you again, you two. I promise V is having some as well. Really, really good wine, Tempranillo, Los Conejos Malditos. Listen, I took AP Spanish, but that was over 10 years ago. So just, you know, bear with my pronunciation as I try to go as slow as I can just to get all the syllables right. And this is another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT. Episode 19. How's everyone feeling? Hopefully, as you listen to this, you can be in a relaxed, tranquil place. Obviously, Pour up whatever you feel like you want to. Roll up whatever you feel like you want to. Because at present, we're still in a state of the same old, same old. And because we're in the same old, same old, this is episode 19. Just to get you in the mood, give you a couple laughs. We're going to address some shit. But I just want everybody to, you know, be in a, a good place as we try to work through some of this shit together. This week I saw a quote. On social media, a worded graphic, if you will, from an account that is spelled at, obviously, N-A-A-V-E-E-S-A. Navisa? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I wanted to share this and start the episode off this way because of how it reads, what it says, and how timely I believe it to be in a time where people are showing who they truly are each and every single day. This is how the quote goes. It says, As you mature, you will realize that many people only keep up with you because they want to know about you, not necessarily because they care for your well-being. You'll find that people feed off the moments in your life only to hold comparisons between yourself and them or to discuss you elsewhere. Keep yourself to you. Keep your circle small. Be selective about what you utter and how much of it you do. Not everyone holds your well-being in their best interests. Not everyone finds happiness in your happiness. Not everyone is your well-wisher. As you mature, you'll find that being selective in your speech and your company is best for you. End quote. Thought that was super powerful. 
reposted it on my Instagram and a lot of people DM'd me about it. Thought I'd start the pod that way. I've spoken about this before on this podcast. This is how I've chosen to live my life. A guy who five years ago would have told you I have a ton of friends from here, from there. Now I'm a guy that will tell you I'm cordial with a lot of people. I'm a popular guy and that while everybody knows DT, not everyone will ever get to know David. That's how I started this podcast, if you remember. (laughs) Which is an interesting way to start a podcast, but that's who I am. Some people are just going to have to know me through their headphones or their portable speaker or their AirPods or their car system or whatever. And I say the same for you and I tell you that that's okay to operate that way. It's okay. Thought that quote was good. That these people, you know, watch your story. But, no, no, not everybody needs to know your story, if that makes sense. Y'all see what I did there? That's a bar, ain't it? I decided that being a podcaster, especially a one-voice podcast like mine, is simply just a mix of being a preacher, a stand-up comedian, a newscaster, an author of sorts. Given that these episodes drop every Sunday morning, y'all are going to get a sermon every now and then, and just how I do it, obviously, and with a glass of red wine. How's everyone's allergies doing, by the way? Is anyone else's allergies on 10 this week? My shits is on like 100. If you don't have allergies, thank your genetics and your lucky stars. It's not fun or fashionable or cute to have to blow your nose 350 fucking times a day. Let me know if I'm the only one. All right, now that we've we've kind of gone through some of this shit, let's uh let's get to the nitty on this 19th episode, shall we? I can honestly say that Jacob Blake is consistently on my mind. From the time I wake up and thank God for allowing me to wake up and thanking her for another day and all my blessings to the time I do it all over again at night before I go to bed, that man and his family are on my mind. Not because he's from Evanston, Illinois, a hop skip from where I grew up, not even a hop skip and a jump, literally a hop skip, really a hop from where I grew up. Not because he's a friend of friends, and while I don't know him personally, I know a lot of people who know him and his family, close people to me that know him and his family. Not because he was in Kenosha, Wisconsin when he was shot seven times in the back while entering his car by a police officer. Kenosha, Wisconsin, where my brother finished his college basketball career in his last two years of undergrad. Of course, all of those things play a role. A role as to why I'm thinking about Jacob so much, but I'm thinking about Jacob because what happened to him was downright fucking wrong. And to me, and the people I surround myself with, when we see something that is wrong, it weighs on us. Wrong is wrong. Now, I know some of you are thinking, DT, come on, man, that goes without saying. And to you, I respond, does it? Does it go without saying? Far too often, I'm seeing people trying to determine, in this case and otherwise, people, most of them white, 
not all, of course, but most of them being white, trying to determine, even when it's clear that it doesn't exist, what someone has done to deserve the wrong, the injustice that they are facing. I would ask if I can unpack that, but this is my motherfucking show, so we will, in fact, unpack. Can y'all imagine if I was asking you for permission to unpack something? That'd be nuts, right? Wrong is wrong. And when you are unwilling to admit that wrong is wrong because you can't abandon your blindly, unwavering, privileged, fairy tale, docile, submissive loyalty to white power structures, in this case being the police, you will go as far as to make up shit just to make sure the popo look like they're in the right. That felt good. I'm going to say it again. You see, when wrong is wrong, and you are unwilling to admit that wrong is wrong because you can't abandon your blindly unwavering, privileged, fairy tale, docile, submissive loyalty to white power structures, in this case being the police, you will go as far as to make up shit just to make sure the popo look like they are in the right. Police officers are human beings, guys. Guys and gals. This isn't a video game. They aren't computers that you can set to do the right thing always and forever and in every situation. It's not how it works. These men and women, they, they fuck up too. The presumption of innocence for police is an asinine concept. It leads to white America digging into the past of every victim, creating narratives of incident that don't exist, and ultimately Hollering out the police officer was afraid for his life. He was afraid, y'all. They have a really difficult job. It's the same cycle, right? Same cycle. I don't know when white America will get through their heads that police officers aren't always in the right. That they have the same genetic makeup as the rest of us homo sapiens and that they are capable of incorrectly assessing a situation. They're capable of anger. Oh, and the most American human trait of them all, they're capable of racism. Officer Rustin Shesky, Officer Vincent Arenas, and Officer Brittany Maronek all were capable and acted on a combo of those emotions. Video evidence from a cell phone, because, of course, the Kenosha Police Department lacks body cameras. Cell phone video caught Ruskin Shesky in the act of all three of those emotions as he attempted to murder Jacob Blake. Jacob is alive, fighting for his life. So allow me to turn the tables. Let's see if old Rustin and his two homies get what they deserve. Let's see if Kyle Rittenhouse gets what he deserves for what he did to Kenosha and those protesters. Sounds like a bunch of murderers to me. God bless you, Jacob. Continue to fight. I personally know where you come from. I personally know the type of people that are around you. You have some beacons of light around you. I know that your life is forever changed, but you lived... And that's for a reason, buddy. You lived. The triumph is going to be one of the biggest of our lifetimes. We're going to witness 
one hell of a triumph. I'm claiming that for you now. I'm also praying for the families of Anthony Huber, Joseph Rosenbaum, and Gage Grosskreutz, victims of Kyle Rittenhouse's evil, evil attack. Now, I didn't pick on white people enough for one episode. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Be back to it next week. But let me be fair here on episode 19 of Grab a Glass and mention someone who better be happy that I don't have the power of claiming their future. Daniel Cameron, Attorney General of Kentucky, a black man. A black man. One of them niggas that just... <sighs> I'm going to make quick work of this goofy, tight-ass nigga, and then I'm going to get to something that deserves more of my time and more of these airwaves, and more of your time, frankly. This no-good... Oh, it's no good for nothing, motherfucker. Damn, Daniel, back at it again with the white mans. Daniel Cameron has not charged the murderers of Breonna Taylor, their names, if in case you were wondering, Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove, the murderers of Breonna Taylor. And they aren't just the murderers of Breonna Taylor. Amongst the entire system that allowed for no-knock warrants and shooting into people's houses in the middle of the night. But Daniel Cameron got on television for the RNC, Republican National Convention, and had the nerve, the nerve, the gall to utter Breonna Taylor's name as if there was nothing he could do. I don't know where you came from, Daniel Cameron. I don't know who the fuck raised you. I don't know if you are riddled with self-hate. But for you to do that, that was some sick shit. That was some nasty shit. What you do in the dark, bro, comes to the light. We know this. And shame, shame, shame on you, nigga. I don't give a fuck that you're a Republican. You know, hey, Josh Call is the AG in Wisconsin. He's a Democrat who needs to get his ass together, too. Party doesn't matter. When right is right and wrong is wrong, party does not matter. You had, and frankly, still have an opportunity to do what's right, Daniel. Do what's right. Speaking of Josh Call, I've yet to fully formulate my opinion on what the NBA did. What they sparked in boycotting games this past week. And by that I mean, I love what they did. Kudos to the Milwaukee Bucks for having the courage to do such a thing to be first and just sparking more conversation. But before I address it fully on Grab a Glass, I want to sit with the results of it before I speak on it. I want to have some time to just, you know, sit with it. However, let me say rest in peace and rest in power to two basketball legends, NBA star Cliff Robinson, formerly 
probably most known from the Portland Trailblazers, and legendary Arizona Wildcats head coach Lute Olson. Now, the other day, we were relaxing, and V shares the news with me about Chadwick Bozeman. She saw it on her phone before I did, and I just didn't believe it. I told her she was lying, like, ain't no way in hell that man had cancer, let alone for as long as they were reporting that he had cancer. I just, I couldn't believe that. That shit rocked me, and all of us, and it was extremely surreal. This man did countless physically demanding roles while battling cancer, being a philanthropist, and being revered as one of the most respected men in Hollywood. He played legend after legend, icon after icon, James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, all while dealing with a chronic disease quietly. And then turned around and gave us T'Challa in Black Panther and inspired all black people, young, old, that there was a black superhero too. What an incredible inspiration. What a man, what a symbol of black power, black resilience, and black excellence. In his honor, I do want to correct something that I'm reading all over the news and social media. And by correct, you know, I always say that if I'm offering advice, it's because it's something that I'm having to try to remind myself of as well. I keep saying Chadwick Boseman gave us all this while he was dying. And I, I feel like we got to flip it. I vehemently disagree with that. I think he wasn't dying before our eyes. He was living. Chadwick Bozeman gave us all of that while he was choosing to live. I know 2020 has been a doozy. It's been a wildly sad and uniquely tragic year. It's weird. I don't know that many of us know what to do. I don't. I'm just trying to put one foot in front of the other. I obviously call it how I see it, but every moment I feel like, every amount of energy we give to dwelling on the low points, we give that legs. The best way we can honor Chadwick or Kobe Bryant or some of the other legends that we've lost is to try to mirror those mindsets as best we can. And I'm no Chadwick Boseman and I damn sure ain't no Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I'm not either one of those men, but I'm going to try to take the bad and live through it. I pray, I hope, I'm giving energy to the fact that 2020 is going to turn around. It's all I can do. It's all we can do. But I think we have to try to live like the people that we've lost, specifically the legends. All right, let's get to flash it only. Let's get out of some of this, you know, sadder stuff. Here on episode 19, Fly Shit Only is a segment of this podcast where I put you on game to the music, cinema, books, and or miscellaneous parts of the culture that I'm enjoying at the moment. It was a big week, so get a pen and a pad out. I'm going to try to rapid fire this shit. Most of it's music. Well, let's start here. Don't ask me who's going to win the versus battle between Brandy and Monica. I don't know. Okay? Don't ask me. Yes, I know their music pretty well, but don't fucking ask. I don't know. It's too tough. It's too tough. 
I'm going to respectfully decline to answer your question if you ask. No Ceilings, the illustrious mixtape by Lil Wayne after 11 years is now available on all DSPs. Now, I have been banging the shit out of that mixtape on Datpiff all this time, but it's still legendary and still amazing that I now don't have to switch to a new app to listen. I can just be listening to whatever I wanted to, and then if I want to hear Swag Surfing, I can just click over versus having to like go to a different app. So that's nice. Russ released a new single featuring Kehlani called Take You Back. That is nuts. Nuts. Not a collaboration that I necessarily thought I'd ever want, but they did their thing. It's it's a good one. Too bad it didn't come at the beginning of summer. I feel like that's like a summer jam, but I'm a rocket either way. Big Sean's new single from an upcoming album called Detroit 2 is a fucking banger. It's featuring Nipsey Hussle. It's called Deep Reverence. Cannot wait for more from Big Sean. He needs to feed the streets. It's been a minute. But this is a fantastic start. Nipsey does his thing, obviously. Obviously, it's crazy that Nipsey's gone. But yet every verse that we hear post his untimely death sounds as if it was created yesterday. It's it's remarkable. And Big Sean, obviously, bars for days. Obviously, just can't wait for Detroit too. Jasmine Sullivan released a single called Lost One. If you don't know who that is, add her to your list, please. She's insanely talented. Insanely. And been in the game a long time. I don't even I don't even want to call her underrated. I just need more people to listen to her music. Robert Glasper has a new song called Better Than I Imagined featuring her and Michelle Ninjikello. I know I butchered that last name. I'm not very familiar with the artist, and it's a very tough last name, but song, new song, Robert Glasper and her and a person named Michelle. I'm not going to be able to say the last name. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but shouts out to my friend Ashley for the early lob on that one. Check that out. It's called Better Than I Imagined. Pusha T, Black Thought, Killer Mike, and Swiss Beats dropped a song called Good Morning. I mean, come on. If you love real hip-hop, just... Just go to that one and jam it out. Christina Aguilera re-recorded Reflection for the new release of Mulan. You heard that right. This is not a drill. Christina Aguilera (laughs) re-recorded Reflection for the new release of Mulan. You know I'm going to be in the shower belting that motherfucker out right after I finish this. I'm not even going to change the pronouns. I know it was written for a woman. I don't give a fuck. Forget y'all. Just... Get back to your childhood and listen to that. You know, Christina does her thing. There was more music, but goddamn, I, you know, y'all got to do your own research too. Okay. Last but not least, a beautiful soul that I went to high school with by the name of Sochi Carmona launched a new business venture. It's called Work Miha. I don't feel like I said that. I feel like I got to say that with more attitude. Work Miha. That's what I, that's how I envision it. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but... It's a fantastic, fantastic thing. Soji's been doing a lot in the game in terms of makeup. But now she's got a new lifestyle brand that empowers women to reach their highest potential. It's just starting out, but definitely follow her at work, Miha. She's a big supporter of the show, and I'm a big supporter of hers. So definitely check that out, at work, Miha. That concludes another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT. Episode 19, 
Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Follow me on Instagram at everybody knows DT again at everybody knows DT. I'm very thankful for this audience and for this platform. It's a blessing to do this every week. Cannot wait for episode 20. Much love to the creators. No matter your flavor, may God forever be in our favor. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening.